Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall. As I interview leaders in the industry, we'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. This podcast is sponsored by Point Studio. They are the best gripping socks for bar, yoga, dance, and basically all studio workouts. These socks are the next best thing to being barefoot. And listeners of the Bar Variations podcast get 15% off their order with the code BARVARIATIONS. That's code BARVARIATIONS, all one word, to receive 15% off your next purchase at pointstudio.com. If you're a certified hashtag bar addict like I am, then you can definitely appreciate a bar-inspired graphic tank top or sweatshirt. Good news, for those of us who can't get enough, Bar Goods Co. will add an extra bit of fun to your workout with apparel designed for and inspired by the bar. And if you need that extra little bit of motivation to get yourself to class, then you'll be happy to know that they use only the softest fabrics available to help you express your love of bar to the world check out their go-to line of screen printed goodies included workout tops, sweatshirts, and even infant onesies for bar addicts in training. And guess what? Listeners of the Bar Variations podcast can use the code VARIATIONS25 to take 25% off their first order. That's code VARIATIONS25 in all lowercase letters. Visit bargoods.com now to start shopping. Welcome to episode 19 of the Bar Variations Podcast. In this episode, I will share my thoughts on doubt and an interview with Brianna Milton that you won't want to miss. Now, have you ever asked yourself the following questions? Am I doing this right? Did I say the right thing? Is it okay if I do it this way? Etc. etc. You can change that question up in so many different ways and Basically, it's a not enough question, right? This doubtful mindset is common and super normal. I've yet to meet anyone who hasn't questioned themselves even just a little, and I know I'm one of them. Asking yourself questions piques curiosity and can lead to new discoveries. Self-doubt, on the other hand, can hold us back and create obstacles like getting in our own way. And some other things that I know I've said to myself are, I don't have enough training, or I don't know enough to answer blank, whatever question that may be. When it comes to movement, we can be our own best teacher. I truly believe this. By learning to tune into our bodies, we can answer a lot of these questions, like, am I doing this right? By just experiencing movement, we can answer a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. With the right answers, we can get there. Like, my number one question to ask myself, if I'm unsure if I'm doing it right or if it's the right way or if I should be feeling it here or there. And that's, how does it feel? Did it feel good? Great. That's probably the best question you can ask yourself and your students if you're a teacher And even if you're a student, right, you can ask yourself and get, hopefully, to that great answer. Our bodies are capable of amazing things, and we sometimes get in our own way by thinking we are not qualified enough to move our bodies in a workout class. 
yet we're doing tons of different movements all day that we could take for granted. You know, have you ever been in a class where you're rolling up off the floor and you're like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not doing it right. There must be something wrong with me. Yet you rolled up out of bed earlier that morning without thinking too much of it, without thinking about doing it the correct quote-unquote way or having the best technique? <laughs> or have you done a squat or a plie and been like, is this really the way to do it? Am I, should I be feeling it here? Yet again, earlier that morning, you bent down to pick something up by bending your knees and you didn't think too much of it. Now, to support you better, I've created the Bar Variations Technique Workshop. For those looking for guidance and wanting to build more confidence in their practice, or as a teacher, guiding their students towards the same goal. Now, in this workshop, I will take you through learning basic anatomy and proper biomechanics for bar, understanding ballet lines and placements, knowing when to tuck and when not to, taking your technique into action, and gaining the skills to modify any exercise. I get it. Working out alone is weird. Teaching to a class by yourself can be weird and very lonely and leave you wondering, is this right or is this the proper way to do it or is this how I'm supposed to say that? So I've got you, right? I'm here to support you. I'll put the link in the show notes for this online workshop and you can also find the course on the website at www.barvariations.com. You'll find it underneath trainings and workshops under online courses. Stay tuned. Up next is my interview with Brianna Milton. Thinking about becoming a bar instructor? Or maybe you already are, but are interested in learning new teaching techniques. Bar Where You Are combines ballet form and grace with Pilates principles and functional fitness training to create a one-of-a-kind bar experience. Their unique class format and flow allows clients to get a fun and effective total body workout in every class. Their one-day, eight-hour course covers anatomy, musicality, transitions, how to provide modifications and corrections, and a breakdown of more than a hundred different exercises, allowing all bar instructors to leave with a solid understanding of how to create and deliver a safe and effective class to all fitness levels. And because they are internationally accredited and require no licensing fees, our bar babes can teach anywhere they wish and truly make the class their own. You can find out more information on registering or hosting a training at your gym or studio by visiting www.barwhereyouaresc.com backslash become an instructor. And let's bar where you are. Are you a bar addict, a social butterfly, or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar-tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy-now-pay-later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. All right. Hi, listeners. I'm here with Brianna Milton. And Brianna fell in love with Bar shortly after having her daughter almost nine years ago. 
a former college athlete. She struggled to find movement that worked for her postnatal body. Preach. That's my anecdote. <laughs> After hearing about the benefits of bar from friends, she gave it a try and never looked back. She took class for several years before deciding that she wanted to help people the way bar helped her. She joined a neighborhood studio and signed up to train as an instructor. Six years later, Brianna has continued teaching and loves it just as much as she did the first day she went from student to teacher. Her favorite thing about being an instructor is connecting with her students. She loves seeing them push themselves, get stronger, and gain confidence. Welcome, Brianna. Thank you so much for having me. Good to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. I know I always throw my little anecdotes, but um, yeah, personal <laughs> body is real. real. It is real. I know. It's like a real, it's real and it's a real struggle. Like, and mm. I, it's so funny because even like nine years later, I feel like I'm still trying to like figure that out and deal with it. So I talk, when I talk to moms who are like, oh, I just had my kid. I'm like, oh God, I'm like almost a decade out and I'm still like, what is this body? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And usually the first question I ask people is where, did, when did you get your start with movement? But I think a better question is like when you had your daughter and that after what were like your initials like when you got the clearance of like okay it's in six to eight weeks you can work yeah. out now what was that mental journey for you <laughs> oh my god well it was such a it was just so mind-blowing because you know I was super active before having her so it wasn't like movement was new for me but it was like my body just felt so completely foreign like it just didn't it wasn't something that you know, like I could just jump back in. It just felt like mm. everything was brand new. So it, mm -hmm. I had to like really wrap my mind around it. And it, it took a while to like even gain confidence to get back in because I was so used to just like hitting it hard and being strong. And like, I was almost like scared to go back because I didn't want to, I didn't want that realization of like, oh man, I have to actually work a little bit harder than I did before. I have to actually <laughs> like push myself differently and encourage mm -hmm. myself differently. Um, so it was more like an emotional trying to like get over the hurdle than anything else. I, think. I yeah. am right. I am there. I am in that moment. And like you, I was always active throughout my entire life. I was super strong in my pregnancy. I couldn't do everything. You know, there were yeah. certain things that I definitely couldn't do, but even to the day I was like walking, I was walking in labor. I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. And then I qu quickly crumbled into my epidural, but it was like, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and just never, like, I actually don't remember being a beginner. I can be, I can remember starting yeah. dance classes, but I don't remember yep. the yep. feeling of like, Oh, I don't know how to do this in gymnastics yeah. a little. There was like things like, okay, I need to master this skill in order to do the next skill. Um, right. So what kind of athlete were you and how did that kind of translate to bar for you? Yeah. And so I, I mean, I played lacrosse in college. I swam Ooh, yeah. and you know, I was like super intense. I, I did a lot of like, like solo training and I was a personal trainer for a long time at Valley Total Fitness, which is like yes. so old because they don't even like exist anymore. they don't exist I went to a ballet's in college it was like <laughs> I know I, like it's you know like that was my like that was my start but super intense and I've always been like very intense like in the way that I train and I think in the way that I teach too um but like okay. it's it's just that that like there was never a time like you were saying like where I felt like I was brand new to this like I just kind of always 
jumped right in and kind of adjusted and modified and was able to like really pull Mm -hmm. from whatever internal motivation I had. And so I also danced for, for a long time before having um, my daughter. And so bar just kind of felt very natural. Um, And it was just, I think a good transition for me to like find something that wasn't so high impact, right? Like it's, Totally, but not doesn't destroy your body. (laughs) Exactly. You get this. And I'm so glad you said that it's the same intensity and it fills that, you know, that need or that want when you are somebody that's competitive and, you know, an athlete. And I, I know a lot of people struggle, can struggle with it at different stages in life, whether they were an athlete in high school, then you go off to college and it's like, Oh, where, how am I getting that same drive or that same feeling or even post-college athletes like, okay, now I just sit all day, you know, and I was somebody that went through college as a mover, like being a dancer and then after college dancing and then doing Pilates and doing fitness. And so after having my son, I'm like, I, whatever, I'm in the midst of a ridiculous challenge I set for myself and for the bar variations library moments of a seven day challenge of like, can I work out seven days in a row? The answer is yes. yes. But yes. add on top of that, your uh, past skinny, strong self that you never appreciated before and talking right. and teaching at you. And I'm like, Oh my God, I, I can't know. even roll up off the floor. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, talk yeah. about humbling, right? I mean, it will definitely get your mind right to think about like where you are and yes. how, you know, where you need to go. So it's so funny like that. Yeah. And I, I'm totally, <laughs> and I had, I had a client that was like, now you'll know how we feel. And I was like, I know yeah. you're correct. Like, I know you're correct. Like I have never, I've not been a beginner since I was like four years old, you know, like I don't I remember. And thank yeah. you for my humble pie. And then I have to eat what I teach, right? I have to take my own yep. advice. Yep. And that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's like, but that's how you know it's good, right? So like, that's what I love about it so much because it really, and that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, this legitimately changed my life. Like, I don't know if I would, if I would be here where I am right now, if I hadn't discovered bar, if I hadn't like taken, you know, the risk to try something new to like, you know, take a challenge. Like I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am. So it's so interesting. Like people don't realize, you know, that it's such a good form of movement that really helps you get in like back into, back into like wellness, back into that journey, but Mm -hmm. without having to like kill your muscles. Like it's just such, yeah, it's just so good, but it's definitely humbling. (laughs) It's humbling and it's super applicable because you're doing movements, although very stylized at times, that yeah. apply to everyday life. Standing on one leg is a skill yeah. that is lost as you get older if you do not practice it, right? So it's like, oh, well, when would I ever stand on one leg? Like, you, you don't right. have to do that, right? Like, you you know, and that's yeah. um, something that helps with balance and just walking and even right. just bending over or squatting down. Like, these yeah. things are – and I think that's why bar is so amazing. I find it even – amazing going through my pregnancy I was like oh like I no longer can lie down on my back right like the two things right. that they say you can't do medically are or that are definitely out are lying on a hard surface and crunching and that's mm-hmm. it I mean you think about how many different things you can do they don't even include like my doctors did not include twisting that because you can twist yeah. just not the same way you know like it's right. gonna look smaller and different but um, I do think like 
even rehabilitative wise, like, you know, bar, you, you're holding onto the bar. You can practice your strength. Right. You can use that bar as a crutch if you need it. And then slowly begin to not use it right. as we move into the middle of the room and use your cords. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was like, yes, everyone should do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's how I that's like totally how I feel. I'm like, this is so for everybody. And it's so funny when I talk to people who are like, no, it's not for me. I'm like, is it? Are you sure? Like, you need, you should just, tr- just try it, you know, because if, there is no other form of movement that I've done. And I mean, I do strength training classes and hit classes and like all the things, but like, I don't know, there's just yeah. something about bar that I feel like there are so many opportunities to find growth within your, you know, within whatever, wherever you're starting, right? Like, whether you're totally. beginning, beginner, whether you're intermediate, you're advanced, whatever, like, there's so many opportunities to intensify, to challenge yourself, to push yourself, and to see, like, the progress that you're making. Um, so I Absolutely. love that about it, because people can see, like, oh, man, I wasn't able to do this before without holding on to the bar, and now I can, or I wasn't able to balance on the balls of my feet before, and now I can, or I couldn't hold my leg as mm-hmm. high and or as straight, or, you know, there's just so many opportunities to, to see that progress. I'm like, you really, it, it's just such a rewarding practice too, I feel like, because mm-hmm. then when you get mm-hmm. it, you're like, yes, and then it hurts more. Yeah. It's like, the better, the better you are, you know, the more effective everything is, the harder it is. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And especially like, if you are somebody that's always been active, and I think that it, it attracts a lot of people, like bar attracts yeah. a lot of people that have been very active. And so if an injury happens, or, you know, say you have a baby or whatever, you kind of don't realize like how strong you are until you're doing right. something insane. And maybe somebody walks into class next to you and you're like, oh, oh yeah, this yeah. is really hard. Really <laughs> or you hard. can like re- yeah. remember back, like if you couldn't do it, you're just like, right. oh yeah, wow, I was strong. You know? <laughs> right. I know. And you feel in that moment, like the weakest person in the world, but you're like, okay, this isn't that bad. Or like, oh, I can't believe I could, I could do that. Look at that. You know? So it's just, it's such a rewarding so, and humbling. It's so funny how it's like the dichotomy between. Like, yeah. And I think it's a very humbling experience. <laughs> Exactly. And I think, you know, what you were saying, like, um, you know, people like, are you, are you sure you don't like it? Because especially now there's so many different iterations of yeah. bar, whether it's fused with hit or fused with yoga. And I think right. I am somebody that loves that kind of creativity and that kind of innovation. I'm, I'm a purist. Like I like to learn the like the original or like just like I learned classical ballet and I learned classical Pilates but then I like to take that foundation and like go crazy with it so I love and I don't even go that crazy let's be honest like my style is not even that crazy I don't you know whatever but I love seeing that with other people and other methods because it it just shows that it's so universal and it can be, it can be for everybody in every different style. Like whether somebody loves like a certain type of music or a certain type of vibe, like somebody loves the lights and the loud yeah. music, or it's a little bit more chill, a little bit more yoga, right. a little bit more flow. So I, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're preaching to the choir here. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. you also have another job. Can you let everybody know kind of what you do more of a nine to five? And then this is another, you know, you, you do multiple things. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So full time, I work in education. Um, so I'm the director of counseling at a middle school in um, Arlington public Schools. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in short, I, 
basically run the counseling department. So a lot of like mental health support, providing resources for students and families, um, working with teachers, um, you know, creating the schedule for the school year, managing staffing and things like that. So it's a pretty, it's, I mean, it's a pretty big, very stressful, <laughs> very stressful job. That's why I'm grateful for BAR because it helps me decompress. Um, but yeah, yeah so lots of, lots of like support and, you know, mental health is like a huge aspect of it and, and helping kids kind of get grounded and find ways to be more resilient, um, and implementing mm. programming. Yeah. So it's, a, I mean, it's definitely fun, super stressful, but fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's extremely rewarding. And is, do you ever incorporate movement in your counseling or is that like, do you, is it separate? I know it's not always related yeah. or. Yeah, no, actually, so if for, for the grown-ups, yes, for the kids, not as much, but I do work with my, my role in my building is mainly working with adults and kind of helping my counselors manage their student caseloads, but mm -hmm. when I do work with adults, like, I've done a lot of classes to help, like, um, like guided movements, um, like, stress relief, like, after-school PDs, things like that, that I think have been helpful, and like helping people find like what movement might work for them. So I've done that a few mm -hmm. times, which has been really, really fun. So I try to, whenever I can incorporate movement, um, just because like, I don't know, I, I really feel like movement is medicine. Like I've been saying that a lot during quarantine, just because it like legitimately helps me stay sane. And in a field in education where things are just crazy, especially right now, it's just so mm -hmm. necessary. So we did a professional development virtually recently and I led um, a bar class for, for a ton of our staff so that was really fun so like fun. seeing people move and like complain and you know like oh my god what's happening right now <laughs> like, yeah, it's always a good time. I love like the the mind body connection that movement yeah. can bring and whether that connection is consciously disconnecting from your mm. stressful job or home or whatever it is and then mindfully connecting to the movement being able to complain like I kind of love complaining about movement. oh yeah and I used to like kind of feel bad about it. like oh I shouldn't complain or whatever <laughs> and I'd be in dance class and we'd have to like you know and then becoming a dance teacher let me back up becoming a dance teacher and teaching everything on the right side I understood what my teacher like why my teachers never did it on the left because like you don't want to mess up you don't want to if it's not your dominant yeah. side you don't want to like have to like struggle to figure it out so right. in the dance world you're shown on the right and you're like and reverse and <laughs> you're supposed which is a great brain challenge but I was yeah. like I always be like oh the left side like I yeah. don't know like something like I kind of enjoy um, frivolous complaining I should say I'm not like a yeah. massive I'm pretty I'm a really positive person but when it comes to like Oh, my left foot. Like I, that is like frivolous complaining. I, I kind of yeah. enjoy it. It's kind of cathartic. Yep. In the middle <laughs> of class can, too. Totally. Yep. In a plank. I'm like, yep. no, I'm oh. good. Like, <laughs> yep. I am that person. Whenever I take my friends classes, they're like, oh God, here you come. And I'm like, yep, I'm about to like, I'm going to like complain and moan about it all the whole class. And it's like, I yeah. think it's funny. Like, cause people, the one thing I noticed about bars, is like, people are so damn serious in class sometimes. And like, I'm like, not like I'm intense, but I'm not super serious. Right. Like, I feel like yes. I try to have fun because I'm like, we're not, we're, you know, this isn't like it's, the military. This isn't like politics. No. Like you're here to like 
change your body, have fun, get strong, whatever, like calm down people. So, and it's funny. And like, <laughs> I, I got in trouble as a young dancer for being too silly in class no, because funny. it's ridiculous. We're doing ridiculous things and it's hilarious and it's fun yeah. and it's great. And I'm also super intense and serious about mastering my form and my technique. However, right. there are, there are moments like I had a professor in college he's had a saying spread your toes like fingers and I'm like <laughs> that is very true also very insane and he would say it very was like weird. spread your toes yeah he would like sing in it was like spread your toes like fingers and like the music is playing <laughs> and I died people were so afraid of this man fearful of this man like revered him and it was all of that wrapped up and I would die laughing and I would get a little wink because he's like, yes, be serious. But also it's but, just, but also spread your toes like fingers. Yeah. But also spread your toes God. like fingers. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't take this guy seriously. Like I, I can't. So I'm, I am, we are the same person in that way for sure. <laughs> and yeah. I, you I don't know, know if I would have made it. <laughs> I, oh God, I was, he's like, go to the bed. Like I, like when I was a freshman, when I was older and taking his class, like, he wouldn't send me to the back, but me and another girl would always get sent to the back because we would be laughing so hard. I mean, getting the combo, of course, but laughing so hard. Right. And um, and also, like, we're in school for dance. You know, it's the same with yeah. you come into the room, and especially group fitness, especially something that's a bit more choreographed, depending on yeah. your enjoyment of choreographing something right. seamless or whatever. But, um, be, like, I always have this saying of, like, you know, we're here to, like, work it work out while working it out whatever that is like whatever's inside whatever you need to work out that day let's just work it out have fun and also being able to take class in my studio next to my clients they they revel in it they're like "Mm -hmm. did you do it did you do all of them I'm like no I I didn't you know that (laughs) no I didn't you know this is hard AF so don't even look at me I'm like don't don't look at me laughing at me like it's so funny when you take class with your students they're like how you feeling over there like they love yeah. to <laughs> they love I, to rub it in your face it, totally and I've recently I told them I'd, I'm happily uh filmed my journey back like I teach Pilates as well back to teaser and I did it yesterday and then it mysteriously deleted. No one believed me because I was going <laughs> to post it and be like, here's your actual proof. I can't get off the floor, which is why I got into fitness. Like I was always into yeah. dancing and movement moving, but um, I don't know about you, but as a competitive person, was there a certain move that you're like, oh, I need to get, I can't do that. And I need to get that, whether it's a bar or another form of fitness. Oh man. So uh, I'm trying to think. The single leg lift in bar is always, I mean, I know it sounds like super easy, but I'm always like trying to like hold it from start to finish. Do not drop. Like that's the move that like as soon as, as soon as they like transition into that, I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Like my goal is to not, don't drop this leg. I don't even care how high it is. Like just don't drop. But I swear that's the one move that will like literally kill me every single time so it's so funny because it's like not a, it's not like a challenging like to get into it it. like but it's a hard move to hold I'm like god damn it this is hard well and lifting your leg at 90 degrees is yeah difficult and 
it's not it, no and like we used to joke in dance class, like if we were like marking things in rehearsal we're like oh solid 45 solid 45 because 45 <laughs> degrees is fine like you can hold I'll your leg it. at 45 I'll it's like it. it's literally it. like yeah two inches off the floor you know yep. whatever. whatever so we <laughs> Yep. That's what I got. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got today. That is all I have to give you today. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is how it's going to go today. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. And it is fine. It's so fine. And do you yeah. ever find that, you know, being a counselor and you're a teacher, like I, I just had, a, I think it, it, the last um, podcast episode with Crystal Whitman, she's also a therapist and I was like, you are the smartest movement teacher ever because I always say I wish I had my degree in psychology or there or something. Um, yeah. How informative is your counseling, you know, the other side? So you're giving counselors movement to be able to work through and feed their soul and ground. Now, how does your counseling inform your movement teaching? I mean, I think that it's, it's so funny because I think it's so connected, which is why mm -hmm. I'm so drawn to movement because I feel like your emotional stability or your whatever you're feeling in that moment, I think is going to obviously impact the way that you move, how open you are, how connected you are with your body. And so I really try to like talk about that when I'm teaching like mind over mind over matter like isn't just like the saying that people say because it's <laughs> like it's just, you mm -hmm. know cliche or whatever it's you know it's I think it definitely has whatever you're thinking has an impact in the way that you're going to move the way that you're going to allow your body to move and be free and so I really truly try to to make that clear when I'm teaching mm -hmm. so I think that that's like the counseling piece you know like how do you allow your emotions to regulate the way that you're mm -hmm. able to function and navigate through difficult situations, right? So like, if mm. you're feeling really crappy, okay, you're feeling crappy, how can you use that to like, push you, motivate you, guide you, versus hold you back, create, you know, hurdles, like, we have to use that as motivation versus as, you know, any type of crutch or any type of like blockage. So I think that it's just so important to think about that, like, your emotional regulation, your resilience, the way that you're able to like overcome difficult, um, difficult situations, difficult moments. Um, mm -hmm. That's all mental. That's all emotional. And people, I think, get so caught up in their, you know, how they're feeling emotionally, whether it's like, oh, this hurts or, oh, this is hard. And then if they're not used to pushing through really challenging times or really challenging, really challenging things, like they're just, you know, their first inclination is to just stop, right? To just give up. And mm -hmm. That's true for a lot of people, I think, just because it's, right, like, that's natural. Like, when things are difficult, it's like, okay, let me just, let me stop. Like, let me flee. Let me, you know, like, fight or flight. Like, those are, mm -hmm. like, the reactions that your body has. And so we have to be able to really think about, you know, how we're feeling in those moments, push through any difficult feelings, and then try and keep going. Like, find that resilience. And so I think it's, like, translates beautifully to fitness because it's, it's just so easy to stop. It's so easy to take breaks and give up and, you know. Yeah, it's easy to stop and compartmentalize and to right. not think about it or not right. do it. I mean, that's easy right. not to yeah. do it. And yeah. I always think of that, like, was it that nursery rhyme or that book? Like, you can't go over it. You can't go under it. So let's try to go around or whatever. Right. It's like, yeah. But yeah. You and then by the end of the book, you have to go through it. 
you You have have to to. go through it to get to the other side. And I mean, do you have to, let me, let me rephrase that. Do you have to go push through it? No, you don't have to, but it is so rewarding if you do push through it and you find that resilience or you, you know, figuring out how, what that is, how you respond to it. And I love what you said about, um, regulating, like, how do you regulate your emotions, your reactions towards that difficult thing? And I think that's a beautiful segue into a more heavy topic (laughs) about, you know, resilience and regulating emotions. And, um, for those who don't follow you on Instagram or social media, and for those who are living under a rock, that's judgy. But if you are living, I mean, if you're living under a rock and you haven't watched the news, that may be good for you. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I want to crawl under a rock because it's so. Well, after heavy. I watch, for particularly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rocks are fine. You may hide under your rock, but then emerge, yeah. go back, emerge, go back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we yeah. can all get through this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, so obviously um, everybody knows about what's going on in the news, the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. There's a lot of action happening. You're in a big city. I'm in a big city. A lot of this stuff is very in your face, more so than I would think not being in a big city because of the marches, because of the protests, yeah. because of the demonstrations. And you shared a beautiful message um, of your experience on Instagram following the murder of George, George Floyd. And I would kind of ask you, like, and I asked you before doing this podcast, so if anybody's like, oh my God, she's putting you on the spot. Just yeah. now, I asked her before. Yeah. <laughs> and could you yeah. maybe reshare again here on the podcast your reaction, your feelings that were brought up post this event? Yeah, I mean, I think that the one thing that I've that I took that I've been kind of processing or taking away from everything that's happening is that like I think people think this is new, but this is something mm-hmm. that's you know just now happening, and and I'm as I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, no, I've had to deal with so many situations in my life that have been, you know, very challenging and very disheartening and, you know, things that would really like crush you and make you feel so completely less than if you allow it to. Um, And having a daughter too, and having to deal with situations that, you know, she's encountered and she's only nine. um, Mm -hmm. That's, it just makes it more, meaningful right looking around and seeing you know everyone that's standing up and being more aware and educating themselves but the one thing that I go back to is like this isn't new this isn't something that just happened overnight this isn't something that happened with didn't start with George Floyd right like no right unfortunately you know another fatality unnecessarily died and um, it's just another another person Um, and it's just so that's that's the part that's killing me too. It's like, I want people to know that, but this is not something that is brand new. Um, and so I shared just my experience, um, just being a black woman, um, not just in, you know, fitness, but just in the world, like as a mother, as a, you know, person, a human being walking through the world. And, you know, my experiences have been, um, you know, very challenging and frustrating. Um, but I, think about because you know my Instagram is like all about fitness all about wellness like that's something that I put out you know thinking about the way that I have or the experiences that I've had within the fitness industry um Mm. 
and how that has been um, very hard because fitness mm. is my, that's my home. It's my solace. It's my peace. But it has also been where I experienced so much um, ignorance um, and, you know, I guess discrimination is a, a, a way to put it. And so I want people mm-hmm. to be just aware that, I mean, it happens everywhere and it is, it's definitely something that we all need to open our eyes to like diversifying spaces, being equitable in our practices. Um, you know, oh, wait, say, say that again, Equ- equitable. Can you say that? Louder? Equ- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Equitable, exactly. right? So, exactly. and it's not even, it's not. And then people, you know, I've had discussions with people about this, like, you know, equality for all. And I'm like, you know, equity for all, like, yes, like we need to really think about like how inclusive these spaces are, like what that looks like, you know, how we hire instructors, how we are promoting our instructors. Um, and I talked in, you know, in that like synopsis that I gave on Instagram about like the bar world specifically, um, Mm. because like it is a very, (laughs) it's a very white dominated industry that is, you know, you don't, you don't really see a lot of black women practicing bar. Um, I have always been the only black instructor at the studios where I've worked. And it is, I can count on two hands in the last, like, you know, seven years that I've been teaching the number of black women that I've had in studio. And that to me is like, it breaks my heart because bar is like, I love it so much. And I'm like, why don't more black women know about this? And I've had my friends come to me to say, like, I would have never tried if it hadn't been for you because there's nobody that looks like us. And on top of Mm -hmm. that, we're treated differently because we don't look like your average, you know, right. It's an ignorant, unexpected. Yeah. It's an, it's an expectation. Like, Oh, well, I didn't expect you to like like, cringe. It's a bleed over from ballet. Right. Like I think what the bar world doesn't realize sometimes is that there's a lot of bleed over from ballet and let's yeah put that in context right like ballet is yes there's a lot of females but it's male dominated choreographers and directors that are holding power over women and now let's get into race and there's been very like a lot of under you know the under representation of black women you know we had misty Misty copeland finally broke out again and she wasn't the first but she's more mainstream now. Right. And it's there, that whole thing. And it, it bleeds into the bar world because of that yep. ballet bar connection. Yeah. And so even by saying like, Oh, like I didn't think you would be the teacher or I don't, right. I didn't think you would be into this because yep. of, and that underlying context of ballet and, you know, having been living in a city for the last, whatever, most of my, like a, big chunk of my life now I know I take for granted like I see everybody I see everybody come through my classes and I'm like oh it's normal whatever and yeah it isn't the normal for everybody and then just fitness in general you know taking bar is just one piece fitness in general has a lot of power issues where you know we can attach every movement to it we can attach the me too I definitely had my own me too movements of Again, it, you know, not to go full on feminist, but it it was a male dominated arena that brought in a certain look of woman, like women and or women to represent their company. And that drives the media that drives what's putting out there. And, um, 
you know, I'm a big believer in being your own media and putting out there. And, you know, I, I had this conversation with Lauren Lavelle, like, I know what I look like, yeah. you know, and being a dancer, like, I know what I look like. I wasn't a ballet body, but I was definitely told all along, oh, you're very commercial. You're commercial. I was like, yeah. stop telling me I'm commercial. Like, I don't want to do that kind of dance. It's not what I right. like. It's not what it speaks to me you know, and not, I'm not comparing my struggle with yours, but it's, it's this yeah. attitude of expectation of what you should be doing, where you belong right. and what, what, where you should go because of how you look. I mean, that to me is I know. insanity, insanity that it, it still goes on. Yeah. And, you know, could you kind of share like how, you know, how this has changed today? Like being, you know, it is not new. Like right. this is not new how has, you know, these recent events changed the way you want to continue to represent yourself in the bar community and fitness um, community in general? Yeah. I mean, I think that it has really, like all of the, this entire movement, I think has given me more, um, given me an opportunity to really think about how I can contribute or, you know, make a change and, and kind of stand, stand tall and like really create some sort of some sort of change, whatever that looks like. But I think mm -hmm. I want to, one, create space for women of color to feel welcome. Um, that's my, like, first and foremost. Like, what can I do to continue creating space? And I love your saying, Michelle, that, you know, there's plenty of room at the bar. Mm -hmm. And I think that there, mm -hmm. there is. There's plenty of room for all of us. And I think that mm -hmm. we need to create welcoming, safe spaces for women of color to explore bar as movement because it is, so amazing and it is for everyone it's for all of us and we should mm -hmm. there's absolutely no reason why you know black women shouldn't feel like oh I, I'm too intimidated to try or oh I don't feel like this is for me because there's no one that looks like me and so okay. I'm trying to be like as vocal as possible and you know you know do we teaching classes like I'm planning this uh, four-part series that I'm you know trying to encourage like as many black women to like get involved with um, just to try it, like, let's come together and, and try yeah. this movement. And then you can like go out into the bar world and explore to know, like, this is for you too. Like, even if there aren't that many of us that, you know, in class, like it's you, sure. you know, that there's space for you here. Um, so that's yeah, it's been my big it's, goal. Yeah. And it's intimidating. You're, you hit a great point. It's intimidating. Yeah. Oh, okay. Movement's intimidating already. Layer yeah. on top of that, a certain aesthetic, whether it's, you know, white, black, brown, beige, blah, 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 body type, you know, layering body type on it. Then you're layering the female aspect yep. of competition. Right. Yeah. Right. Which exists, so now it's, which is so exists within the bar. And like, it's so weird to me too. Like, what's happening right now? <laughs> and bar, if you want to like peel back the light, this is like why I did I this podcast. It's like, there's it's so much... <laughs> And it's an onion. I, you know, there's yeah. other bad words that we, I can say about it. There's a lot of ish that goes into this and yep. you can dig in. And I think that's why there's so much to talk about. Like, you know, we're not talking about like a plank or a plie. Like this nope. is the, the stuff. And because bar is a female dominated method of movement, like sure you can say Pilates, that's changed a ton. Yoga, that's totally changed now. Like they had their time to evolve and they're still evolving, you know, yeah. the hit and, you know, even cross it, like those maybe more male dominated females are getting in there. So I, I do believe we're moving into like a, even a gender fluid 
<laughs> movement yeah. Uh, yeah. place. But when you're speaking about females <laughs> and the mm-hmm. competition aspect, that adds a whole nother caddy yeah. layer of yep. and intimidation of like not wanting to walk in a room with a bunch of women. Like I, I don't know, this is, you know, just me, I can walk into a room with a bunch of men and I, and I view them as brothers in the sense that I can kind of shit on them. Like I get cocky yeah. in a way that's like inappropriate. Like <laughs> don't put me in a suit room because I'm like making fun of everybody. I'd be like, yeah, right. Like, like that, <laughs> it's happened. So it's like, don't put me in that that's room because I'll just become like a jerk. Put me in a room that's with hilarious. a bunch of ladies and I'm like, Oh my god! Do I like okay? Oh my god! What's going on? Exactly. No, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I get more intimidated. I I dim yeah, myself same. and it I, I yeah. universal and then add the layer of you know there's not a lot of black women that do it. It's not for me. So that's the kind right. of like oh, I'll just turn around and I'll do something else. So yeah, what you are yep. doing I think it's so important because every, you know not that everybody needs somebody to be the you know, the first for them, like, not that it's a leader and follower thing, but it's just, it, it does help. It helps to yeah. have visibility and it's just it the right yeah. thing to do. Right. It's just, it's just yeah. right. This is the world we live in and it's a better representation of our world. But with that yeah. said, like, do you feel pressure now to represent the black community as a whole you know you are an individual and like do you feel that pressure whenever you're teaching or whether you're at work to be the single representation oh man I mean I think that most black people would say yeah (laughs) you know like it's so it's so interesting because the white friends that I do have you know I some of them have said you know like you're just different you know like you're just so (laughs) different as if like there's this like idea in their head like all black people are and then I come in as this like I don't know like this enigma (laughs) that they don't understand and I'm like I don't really I don't really get I don't know what you're talking about you know but it's it's always that way I mean I feel like that's like out in public I mean it's just so interesting that wherever you go if you are the only one and and unfortunately in my life just I I am often the only or there's only a few other black Mm -hmm. people in my environment and so you do kind of feel like oh like everyone's looking at me as if like I am the rest of the black community right like that mm-hmm. is like who I am all encompassed and so mm-hmm. it is really interesting I do feel that way a lot um, and I, I try to let go of that because that's not that's not my perception that's other people's. they're like projecting mm-hmm. that onto me for whatever reason upbringing just like lack of knowledge and understanding like whatever it might be Um, But for a long time, I did feel very uncomfortable being in spaces where, you know, I was the only one because I felt like, you know, and people would make comments that made me feel like I am a representation of all black people in this country. And I just don't think that that's, I mean, that's not fair. (laughs) I mean, no, it's who wants to have that on their back, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because that's kind of a conversation I have. I'm like, this is not the representation of everybody like that would be ridiculous to turn that around on anybody else and be like okay we're in a room full of people and oh there's one girl here 
how do women feel about blah? And you're like, I can't answer that. Right. Like, I, I don't I know. know all, like, if you just change yeah. some of the words, like, I don't know all women, or I don't know all black people, right. or I don't know all white people. Like, right. I don't know what everybody is thinking. Like, I, you just can't blanket salmon yeah. everything. And it's such it's just an old way of thinking. It's like, can people just like grow up? I don't know. It's like grow up and be like, yeah, this, but it's this is not or an alien. Do, yeah. <laughs> like do your research too. Cause I think like that's an important point. Like, you know, they'll ask because you're maybe like the only one in their life who, who is not white. Right. So they're like, Oh, let me ask you, you'll know. How do I, how do I, one of my friends called me um, after shortly after George Floyd died and was, um, was like I want to call one of my friends but I don't know what to say how should I like what should I say to them and I was like what like why are you at I don't like I don't know what I don't know your friend what they're going through I mean like <laughs> about this about race about life about the sky like what do you mean but I think it's that like be, just because we're black doesn't mean that one we have all the answers because half the time I'm trying to figure out like how I'm feeling and how I'm coping and dealing right. with all of it and how how I'm having these conversations with my own child so like I can't mm. be your encyclopedia as well. So I think it's like a lot of black people are saying like, don't ask me questions. I don't think it's because we don't want to, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but you know, I personally, it's not that I don't want to help or I don't want to be a uh, support, but I also am dealing with my own trauma and my own um, just like wrapping my mind around all of it. So I think it's important for everyone to do their own research and to go out and yeah. learn and to, to really do the work because that's the only way we're going to make any type of change that's sustainable. Um, and and so being human, human yeah. about it, right? Like, and right. being human about right. it and being like, right. okay, you just called me to ask me about what right. you should say about this other black person. Right. That, and when you that's speak it. it back, it sounds so weird. And sounds it's like, crazy. if you if you feel like you want to call somebody like, wow, you know, these events are happening. I yeah. know they're not new. Like, you know, if you just reaching out, like, do you, if you need to, if you want to talk about it, like I, I feel weird even talking to you about it or whatever, just be real about it because yeah. would somebody call you after every mass shooting? Like say I was a boy, right. a young white right. boy. And would everybody call me after a school shooting? Hey, right. you know, are you okay? Yeah. Are you are you depressed? Like, it, if you just right. like switch up a few words, right. it's like it, it sounds so silly. It's like if you're just a friend and you're a human and you approach people that way, it's gonna be much better for everybody. Yeah. And if you you know are want to learn more about this topic, here are some resources. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's there's stuff out there and. Well, let's talk about like the age of the millennials. I know I'm grouped in and I get very yeah. disdainful. You have a phone in your hand that yeah. has all of the answers. True or false, yeah. who knows? We're still trying to figure out the whole fake news, fake internet thing right now. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but there are like government websites you can go to that have yeah. history, that have books. Like there's your library still exists. So I know for my yeah. big group generation, I get very frustrated in general where, where is this confusion of the lack of knowledge? And why did you think that you should have learned everything in 12 years and then stopped? Like you should still be right. learning throughout right. your whole life. And that's okay. It's okay. It's not maybe, you know, if you're an educator, check in with, the curriculum like let's 
make sure we're always evolving, but also as an right. individual, it is still your duty as a human being to know yeah. things and, and, right. not, and do the, yeah. do the work yourself, do the work. And no one's going to do it for you is my yeah. idea in the world. Like no one's going to do it all for me. I have to take that initiative, which is a big responsibility. And then if somebody comes to you, you can turn around and be like, well, it's a big responsibility to have to represent a whole yeah. race, right? Whole like race it's, people. Yeah, then, I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. It just turns it into the ridiculous. And yeah. I think maybe even more um, chewable for some people, but you know, you being a mom too, and, and being a teacher and being a counselor, like what lessons do you want to instill kind of across the board or maybe you can separate them uh, if there are many lessons you'd like to instill from your experience, you know, as a black woman, as a mom, as a business person, as a you know teacher and all of those things. Yeah. I think that like, I heard this, I heard someone say this and I was like, Oh my God, that's just so, it's so simple, but it's like life. I mean, it's so true. Like empathy is free, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Empathy does not cost you any money. It doesn't cost you anything to be open-minded, to be just considerate of other people's feelings, to, um, you know, think about how you would feel if you were in that situation. I mean, empathy is legitimately free 99 and we could all tap into it and lead with that. I think that if we started there, I think it would be, we would be so much further along. And I, I think that's part of the problem is like, you know, I try and teach my kid, like, you can't just worry about yourself, you know, like, you can't just be so consumed with your own life experience that you are unwilling or unable to see past the tip of your nose to someone else's struggle. Because, you know, while we are, we are black people, we definitely have a lot. And we, I mean, we have a lot of like privileges that, you know, other people don't have. Like we have a lot of just based on the way that I grew up, like I recognize that I, I am, I'm very, and very grateful for the things that I have and the things that my mom provided me. So like in that sense, like I recognize that, like, mm. but we still need to be very mindful and aware of everyone's struggles. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what I'm trying to teach my kid because I don't want her to grow up in a world where one, she's just completely got blinders on to what's happening mm -hmm. around her mm -hmm. and isn't able to see beyond her own experience, right? Because she's like spoiled mm -hmm. rotten. And so she like, she knows, <laughs> she, knows, she knows not one struggle, let me tell you. So like, she does not, she does not know what it's like to want anything. Like girl has everything it. she could, right? So like we, and she, you know, gratitude, like teaching her like what it means to be grateful mm -hmm. for what you have. Like we have, we have a lot, like, be grateful for that, right? But I think being empathetic is, is super important. Um, and I try to teach the kids that I work with that same thing, because I'm like, so many situations could have been completely squashed with just thinking about how this other person would have felt, right? Like, if you were in their shoes, mm -hmm. how would you feel? And then maybe you wouldn't have made that comment, or maybe you wouldn't have done that thing that was just so rude or mean or inconsiderate. Like, if you just mm -hmm. take one second to think about how other people are going to feel. I just, I think that it would, we would be so much further along. Not that, not to say that, you know, issues wouldn't exist, but I definitely think that no, we course. would further along, you know. It would That's change, like I think it would, 100%, and I think it would change the conversation. So we can say like, you know, this is ridiculous. And 
that's abnormal that it's happening. You, you know, these events that are yeah. happening now, it becomes so rare. You know, I am right. very aware that we're not going to live in a utopia, but right. we want these things to be so rare that everyone's like, what? How could yeah. that even happen? You know, like an actual, like that never happens anymore. You know, like I, that's right. Yeah. Out, mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I am with you on like the empathy. I, to like operate it, but you don't know what other people are going through. You know, like I'm married to a cynic. I love him dearly, but I'm married to a cynic and he's a boy, (laughs) grew up with boys. And you know, he, he is half Argentinian and he has his own experiences and things that again, being a boy, growing up with boys, it's all about razzing people. I don't know if that word's still using like used anymore, but you know, like boys dig at each other, right? They say stuff that is just like, ah, you know, yeah, so like, like he'll like lot. joke around and he'll just be like, you know, kind of like make a private day, like just to meet as someone. I'm like, well, you don't know, like if they came out and like somebody like was really mean to them today or whatever, like maybe they're having a really bad day or like something so simple. And he's like, really, Michelle? Yeah. It was just a, a joke. And I'm like, right. he's like, you don't have, you have to like have the sob story for everybody. You know, if like, there's people watching and you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know what they're going through. Exactly. (laughs) The bird lady feeding the pigeons. I'm like, you don't know her life. And he's like, he's like, take a joke, take a joke. I'm like, okay, I can also take a joke, but you know, um, but it's true. Like I I operate that way in traffic too. I um, will quite, I not quietly. I will have my own road rage on the inside with no uh, facial expressions because I've been in situations where people have gotten out of the car and banged on oh my God. windows. Like not as I was not the driver. Let's just put it that way. I'm not a horrible driver, but being in a car of somebody coming out and raging and knocking on the window. I've been in a few of those situations. Again, being in a city, these things happen. You stop at a light yeah. and someone's around. And uh, I did operate like, a, well, actually now I have to tell the story. I was in Boston yeah. as a small child. I know. I was we like, driving- I need to know. I know I it's like too 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 vague, um. It, but I was a small kid. They were we were driving under the tunnel in Boston with my parents, and the car was stopped in front of us. We stopped. Two women, mind you, it was not men. Two women <laughs> got out of their car with baseball bats and started beating each other. Whoa. And are you serious? I will, I'm dead serious. I will never forget hair pulling the whole thing. I will never flick anyone off. I will never beat my horn unless it's like tap tap. It's a green light. You know, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I operate under the assumption that not even a gun. Forget a gun. That's easy to like hide and carry and just pull out bats, knives. Like I'm, I operate under the assumption everybody has a secret weapon, which is yeah. horrible. But wow. it also makes me approach people with like, I don't know what you're going through. I don't want to, you know, like, I want to have as much empathy, sympathy, you know, like we don't, is it worth getting into something with somebody or is it worth saying something weird to somebody, you know? So that is my, uh, why I have that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) One of the stories why I operate with (laughs) as much empathy as possible. Um, Exactly. But it's so true. And I think empathy, like storytelling is important because you can put yourself in somebody's shoes like oh I've never thought about that before and which is exactly why I wanted you to be on here because 
again, I don't know where everybody is tuning in from and what their experience is, but if they could then go out and shine their light and yeah. with in their back pocket of like, oh, I know Brianna got asked these weird things or people are putting all this pressure on her. Could that be the same for this person I'm encountering? Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of what would you like to see more of? whether it's the work that you're doing now or whatever, what would you like to see more of in the future for bar and fitness in general? Oh man, I would love I to see, I know I'm like all the things. My utopia. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, totally. I, I, yeah. Give me the utopia. I just want to want, I really want to see, like I want to be able to walk into a studio and see women like of all shapes, sizes, colors, ethnical backgrounds represented in in places that that traditionally haven't been that way. Mm -hmm. um, like I want to see studio owners, managers, club owners, like really put in the work to create more inclusive spaces for people of color to thrive. You know, to move up in the ranks, to have their face on you know on the billboards, on their you know social media pl platforms. Like I want to see everyone represented. I mean, I think that that's that is the key like it can't it can't just be the same old you know beautiful mm -hmm. tall blonde bombshell like it has to be mm -hmm. like it has to be all of us like I think studios that we have in our community should be represented representative of our actual community of you know the places that we live yeah. and I and I think if they're not right like if your studio is located in a diverse space in a diverse place and you don't see that represented within your within your studio like that's a problem and I think everyone needs to take a hard look at that and so that's my hope honestly I know that I mean, that's like I, a lofty goal. it's not a lofty goal because what you said it has to represent the community that you're yeah. in say you're yep. teaching 65 and older should your yep. pictures be of 20 somethings doing right. back then to attract that right. clientele or to serve that clientele not representative, right. like not representative right. at all. If you are in a large city and you're only putting up female, bombshell, blonde, whatever, right. is that representing the people that are actually living next to you? No. Right. No. Right. So I think that's yeah. a great and very achievable thing. And say you yeah. do live in a town and you know, there is only a couple of black people. I grew up in a town like that, you know, and yeah would you search them out and make them be in your photos? No. Right. Right. But like, but you can have different shapes. You can have different ages. You can right. have the people that are actually coming into your studio. And I know, you know, not everybody wants to be photographed. However, right. you know, you keep asking, I'm sure somebody will be like, yeah, me, you know, and, and they'd yeah. also feel comfortable because they're seeing themselves and they're right. seeing different people and it's not right. a big deal because they don't feel like they have to be the tall, skinny, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. Because, right. They, because that's not what's happening in the studio. Right. And right. I know as a young teacher, I was teaching older clientele and they were like, who, I'm sorry, who are you? And it was also New yeah. York. So there's also an attitude. There's also a, yeah. <laughs> a personality that goes with that. And I was like, Okay. I was like, I will check my young self and we'll do it different. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to, right? Like you have to be willing to take that feedback and to like grow and, and shift and change to make progress and to make it work. And so, you know, modify it, whatever you need to do to make sure that you're 
like really reaching that clientele and like being true to what your practice is and who your who your students actually are and that's how they stay like loyal that's how they keep coming back mm -hmm. because you are authentic and genuine in the way that you you know not only practice but how you are inclusive of all people so I just think it's I think like business owners think like they're going to I don't know if they're like thinking they're going to lose clientele if they're that way but I think that they will gain more followers, gain more people mm -hmm. who are like, yes, mm -hmm. I see myself in, in this person or, mm -hmm. you know, this, this is a safe place for me to come and I'm going to bring my friends because I want them to know like, this is this place. You've got to come here. It's awesome. So and I definitely think it'll have a good impact. Absolutely. And there's something more rewarding, you know, because a lot of like the marketing and all of that pristine polish, I don't know. I'm kind of over it. Like, I don't necessarily need somebody's branding to be like so tight where it's like, oh, this perfect person's doing the perfect move. Like, I don't need yeah. that. And you know what? The clients don't care. It's the teachers. Yeah. It's the studio owners. They're the ones that care that the finger and the toes are in the right place. Not your clients. Yeah. They don't care. And, right. you know, if that is represented, then what... I only see the benefits of being able to shine a light on someone else. Like, yes, I run bar variations. It's mostly my face. But when I'm teaching in my classes, I don't edit out my mistakes, quote yeah. unquote mistakes. I don't edit out those moments because those are the moments for the teachers to learn how to adjust or how to make it light or how to just keep going. And those are the moments for the students to be like, ha ha, she's just like me, you know? So there's a reason I don't polish everything so tight. And there's the reason that, I don't know, I'm just such a believer of like, it doesn't have to always be me. Hence being yeah. a guest teacher on the video library. Like I want people to really embody the variation in bar and that there's plenty of room and like, here it is. This is yeah. great. It can be a great place and, um, I'm with you. I, I do think it's possible. I think it's possible. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it is possible. It's not that lofty of a goal. I think we can definitely no. do it. That's, that's my utopia, honestly. Like that, I would be so happy if I saw that. And I just knew that people felt like included and welcome and wanted. So that's my lofty yeah. goal. That's not yeah. so lofty. <laughs> it's not so lofty. It's like um, getting rid of uh, Photoshop and editorials. I mean, that's yes. never going to happen. But like, we can make that happen in our local websites, like in our local studios and our, because it does start local. And if we are our own media and we are all marketing ourselves, like, hello, we wear like a thousand hats as teachers, you know, whether we think of it or not, we're all entrepreneurs as teachers because you're promoting yeah. yourself. You're pulling out Canva to make, you know, your Instagram posts and all of that. And, you know, it, having that mindfulness of you know who am I actually speaking to am I yeah. reaching the people I want and am I actually representing like we're we are representing we might be the guides of our class and the leaders of our class but right they don't all look like us right you know, anyways, exactly yeah <laughs> I mean seriously it's so yeah you are yeah speaking the truth that's so yeah yes. 100 percent. that's like yeah. when I want to like um you know when I was in call it like the snapping of the fingers like yeah I know. Uh, <laughs> the, mm, 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 mm. like I went yeah. <laughs> I basically yes. went to like a Baptist church um university uh being in a, the dance department like if you want to hear more ruckus human beings that will literally 
sound off a foghorn because they love the way you lift your leg. That yeah. was my upbringing in the dance world. So like, no one can see my hands waving right now, but I, whenever I'm like, yes, like the arms yeah. go up and I start shaking and it's great. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I know my college boyfriend too also is, you know, another anecdote of uh, how everyone should celebrate life. He was a church music uh, director and we would, you know, he would travel around to sing at different churches. And let me tell yeah. you the ones that would stand up and like dance, clap and wave their hands. I was like right at home. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. it was like right back in the, the dance studio where we're all being That's rowdy amazing. and ex- and excited. And I just, anyways, I think everyone should live their life like a musical. They're as yes, excited as they I'm are at it. like, at like a sporting event. Like, where do we, like I said to my husband actually the other day, I'm like, when do we cheer for anything anymore? We're not sports people, so we don't cheer for sports. I'm like, when have we like screamed so loud for somebody to like achieve something? I'm like, we need to find that moment <laughs> again. That's why I'm like, I'm like the total crazy cheer mom with the cowbell in the front row, like screaming her lungs out at every competition. I'm like, this is the only opportunity I get to like scream and cheer and like chant for uh, something. And, like, and it feels person. so good. And it feels good. so good. <laughs> more yeah. cowbell, please. More cowbells. More cowbells. Yes. I lift that cowbell. I mean, kind of all of that is like encompasses my next segment of heard at the bar, um, you know, myths or things that are true or untrue. And I think really we did talk about it with you can achieve this non lofty, you know, this lofty, not lofty goal of actually being the representation that you want in yourself, in your community and as the industry at large. And, right. you know, I'm going to make that your heard of the bar because I think that is something we yeah. often do hear of, even in our own heads of like, oh, well, I'm trying to get the perfect bar pose because I don't want right. anybody to think I don't know how, what I'm doing. But guess right. who's not looking, you know, most people looking at your studio website are people in your community and they don't know right. what that move is, you know, so exactly. I, I do think. Those myths can be totally busted. Um, But for my last one that we haven't touched, my more fun one is the what's in your bar, your (laughs) B-A-R. What's in your (laughs) coffee cup, your cocktail cup, or whatever cup you're drinking. We're still in quarantine, everybody, as we're recording this. Um, It'll be a long time since we're out. I know. Rosé all day. Mm. (laughs) Rosé all day. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> yes, what, yes. What about you? The the phrase a I'm here for the phrases. I'm here for the cliche, mind over mindset. I'm here for the meet me at the bar. I'm here for the rose all day. And is it bad that I made my husband go to the south of France for a honeymoon just so we could have the real stuff? <laughs> yeah, oh amazing. No. I'll even take a rose. I mean, um, oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I can't yeah. make one, um, but um, you know, I, uh, I recently not- started uh, drinking again. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Since having my baby, I'm allowed to drink again. Yay. There you uh, go. There it, you go. But um, <laughs> since I can only have like one before I have to like feed him, you know, whatever. And I hate pumping. I'm not prepared. It's fine. So it's just easier <laughs> for me not. And so I have to be very particular about what I'm going to drink and I have to agree with you it is rosé yeah all day I mean it's my favorite I you know I don't drink too 
too much. But when, you know, when I have the opportunity, I'm like, I'm going to crack one open. It's no big deal. Just like a little glass. Mm. It's nice. But mm. I love, love coffee. I like a peace coffee because I stopped going to Starbucks. So um, I've been drinking the, uh, the cold brew oat milk latte, mm. which is delicious. Mm. Um, so I highly recommend that as well when I'm not drinking rosé and water. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not ringing my cowbell, drinking my rosé and <laughs> the cheer and practice, water. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, and water, lots of water. Um, and water. And, and hydrate. <laughs> and I, make sure you hydrate. Oh my God, yeah. amazing. Well, thank you so much. Can you let everybody know how to find and follow you and keep up with all things that you're doing? Yeah, so I am on um, Instagram predominantly. Um, my handle is bar, B-A-R-R-E underscore Brie, B-R-I. Um, so, you know, reach out, see all the wonderful things. You know, I'm trying to, you know, plan lots of classes, um, workshops, and definitely create this inclusive environment. So the more, the merrier, all are welcome. Amazing. And they can take class with you on the Bar Variations Video Library, which is so exciting. Yay! So if you want to try her out, go try her out. Go to her Instagram page and all of the things. So thank Yay. you. Thank you again. I'm so glad we thank got to you. do this. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so good talking to you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to write into the podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations. You can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com where you will find show notes, archive episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.